On this episode of Spill the Tea with LLIB, we have the lady who's empowering people to make the right decisions when navigating their employment journey, Jessica Dunn. So Jess, Spill the Tea on what the journey as a woman in business has been like for you so far. Um, I would say it's been um, quite a unusual journey. So I've always had that entrepreneurial side to me. Um, so I've tried different businesses in the past, like... Um, once I tried to have like a jewellery business and um, I've had an online retail store and wow. none of them really worked out and I think it's because I didn't understand the purpose of why I was doing this I knew I enjoyed the business aspect of it but I didn't really have a purpose behind it so I sort of left that and I pursued um, my education and I, I went to university and uh, first of all, I wanted to be a solicitor, so I went down the the law path, and I worked within the legal industry, and quickly realised that it wasn't quite for me. I felt it was quite a cold industry, um, and I realised that my passion was with people. Um, mm. So I moved into HR, um, and I um, I um, graduated with a uh, masters in HR in the end um, after a few different um, courses. Of, something called CIPD which is like the accreditation for human resource um, management um, and then I worked in HR and I still do work in HR so I'm a, I'm a full-time HR business partner um, and whilst I've been working in HR it's become very obvious to me that there's almost like an imbalance of power um, I feel in the employment landscape at the minute um I don't I'm very privy to have a lot of information at my fingertips with regards to employment legislation mm. um how businesses operate and what businesses expect of employees um strategic objectives and so on and, and I have that knowledge because I'm in that HR industry mm-hmm. um but not everyone will have that knowledge and I feel that there's a, almost like a gap in the market um, or in the community in terms of general employees having the right levels of knowledge with regards to their own rights. Mm-hmm. Um, so I finally found the purpose. Like I, I matched up my passion for people and my entrepreneurial flair and decided that actually I want to move forward and try and build a community Um to educate people on yeah. what their rights are. And, you know, you do have trade unions that do, do that side, but I feel like trade unions are very reactive. So they will represent you if there's a legal challenge. Um, I'm trying to be more proactive and really try and get into maybe the younger generation. Mm-hmm. As, as soon as they lo- uh, leave school, college or university and almost um, help them to realise the journey that they need to go down on their career and the the almost the um information that they need to know to to make their own careers succeed mm-hmm. um so a little bit like a career coach but not coaching people when they ask for it it's yeah. almost subconsciously giving that information out to people before they need it so they don't actually yeah. find themselves in a position where they're possibly being exploited you know because they've already got the knowledge behind them um that's amazing i love that 
I think it's um we were just saying just before we started about how how pertinent that is for our younger generations coming up and how how often we've all found ourselves in positions where you think oh I don't really know what to do about this and there's almost that if I contact someone about this now, does this mean I've taken it further? There's that real lack of understanding around what are my rights in this, you know, in this situation? Who do I even contact, you know, within yeah. within that organisation to get the knowledge? And you almost think that of HR as being on the side of the employer employee. rather yeah. than the employee. Yeah, and, and to be fair, I, I think that's probably true. Um, I would say... Years ago, the HR department were almost like um, the employee's friend and um, you could go in and knock on the door and sit down and have that conversation and um, they they would support you. They, HR still does support employees, but HR is a lot more strategic now mm. and it is more business-led. Um, and I've been very lucky to work for employees that uh, employers that care about the employees um, but there are businesses out there that either don't have a HR department mm-hmm. to begin with or um, they're, they're not as always inclusive um, mm-hmm. to their employees needs mm-hmm. so there is um, you know sometimes a question for employees where do I go to, to to get that advice yeah and that's where your business gap and your knowledge would would fill that need yeah um so it's really a case of um that there are companies out there non-for-profit um like ACAS if you've if you've heard yeah. of those and, and and they're really valuable but again it's it's not um a community um I really want to try and build up a community to leverage yeah. the the power for people uh, in the workplace Powerful people in the workplace. Yes, yeah. and and oh. with that, I, I honestly believe that the more knowledge your employees have, the happier they will be, and the more engaged they'll yeah. be. So then, the more productive they'll be, and and it, it's a win-win for the business and and the employees as well. Yeah. Yeah. So, can you share a pivotal moment or challenge that you faced in your career so far that ultimately led to those real valuable lessons or insights for your business journey? I would say it's just a combination of experiences that I've had as a HR business partner. You know, I've really seen it from the aspect of, you know, employees not really understanding their, their rights. Um, I know before I was in HR, when I was in the legal industry, you know, I've been in a few meetings and, and, and I did get made redundant from one of my positions as well. And looking back, was that done in the right way? It, it probably wasn't, but yeah. at the time I, I didn't understand what the right way was. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've had um, people come to me on, on the on my Instagram platform and some of the stories out there sharing are horrific. You know, it's um, employers are trying to, you know, change their terms and conditions through because they're pregnant, um, or that there's a disability that they have, and and sometimes the employees may not be doing it out of malice. They may not have the knowledge themselves mm. of what they should or shouldn't be doing. Um, but I do feel that for employees, especially, there needs to be more um, more advice for them and uh, more places for them to go to to get that knowledge. Yeah, knowledge and education. I think that teaching background from my side has always been the power. It's it's the key. It, the more we can equip ourselves with that knowledge and the, the more educated we can be around a subject, 
the the more power we've got in that to to not feel like something's yeah. being done to us yeah. that we've got some control over over those situations and i think it is a, it is really important that you know that that can that that knowledge is out there i think there's a real worry for employees at the moment because of such shortage of jobs and how hard it is to to get a job in the first place mm-hmm. um, and the competitiveness of the the job market at the moment. There's this very much idea that, you know, well, actually these em- employers can do more or less what they want because there's 10 of you, yeah. you know, there's 10 of you waiting up to take your, waiting to take your job. So on with the next. And yeah. What would you say to people that felt like that? Again, I, taking that ownership to to really understand your, your your workers' rights, I suppose, and you know, th- there's another side to it as well. You know, that there's a lot. There's probably more employers there that are good than there yeah. are bad. Um, and as I say, you know, my employer is a good employer. Everyone that I've worked for have have been really good. Um, but it's my experiences of, of other people where, uh, you know, that it's not been a, as good and you can look at that on the flip side. So for for those good employers, you also have the the aspect of employees coming into work and that they're, they're wanting to progress in their career, but they're expecting the business to do that for them. Well, you have to take ownership as well. Yeah. So, you know, understand there's that element of understanding your rights and protecting your own interests. But then there's the element of, you know, working with the business to maximize your career and also the business Mm -hmm. objectives and I think it's really getting people to understand how to do that um because it can be quite tricky yeah um so yeah yeah (laughs) that's amazing amazing so building a, a successful business or community often involves taking those calculated risks can you share a risk that you've taken while building this community or, or within your own career yeah I, I think the aspect of building this community in itself is is almost a risk because I, I'm a HR business partner and I, I am employed full-time and I have a little boy as well so my life at the minute is Four. juggling out <laughs> yeah. yeah um but in my role as a HR business partner, I am very employer-led mm-hmm. and I am very good at my job and I do like that aspect of being a strategic part arm of the business. Um, it could be seen that what I'm trying to do on the flip side is a conflict of interest. Mm-hmm. I actually don't think it's a conflict of interest because, I, as I said before, I think if you build employees up to to be powerful and knowledgeable and have those skills, they're more likely to be engaged and to to work with the business. Mm -hmm. So I don't think it is a conflict, but it it could be seen as a conflict because I I am on one side a business arm when I'm in work with employees' good intentions at heart as well. but then when I'm not in work, when I'm at Jess from HR, I'm very much employee-led. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it could be seen as a, a conflict, but I think the the purpose of what I'm doing outweighs the risk. 
Um, I think it's an overall incredible idea. I think more businesses need to have that, you know, your employer at the heart because you're absolutely spot on in terms of if you've got happy people who work within your company, your company is going to do so much better than if someone was coming in and being fearful of making, you know, or speaking up or even mm. going, doing something a little bit differently because it's never been done before. Mm. If your employee knows that, then... I just think that's incredible. I really, yeah, really yeah. do. I think it's an overall everybody wins. And you have a lot of businesses, especially um, like small, medium enterprises that don't have a HR department. Yeah, yeah. And they may not even outsource the HR mm. because there's not a need for it. So it's about um, their employees having somewhere to go. And yeah. I, I've worked with a few um, smaller businesses where um, I've worked with them on a retainer basis and, and, and that business has said, look, we really value you as employees and we want you to mm. have somewhere where you can go and get that adv advice. So mm -hmm. we will pay for you um, for so many sessions or we will pay for you to to, to contact, yeah. you know, and, and, and have that engagement. And um, mm. and it, it's a way of building trust yeah. with, with your employees as well to say we, we want you to be mm. knowledgeable and we we want it to be a level mm -hmm. um, playing field. Yeah, I think sometimes just that impartial advice can be can be everything, can't it? Because it takes the heat and the emotion out of a situation as well. And you know yourself, you know, if you've got a, a work-based problem um, and then you go and speak to your close family and friends about it, they often rile you up even further because they're so on your side in that problem. The, yeah. Yeah. the small little problem that you've gone with is now, you know, Escalated, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. huge. And you're going to go and do this and say this, and and this is what they will say. And then I will say this. And and just having somewhere to go where you've got that, okay, tell me the problem. This is, these are your options. This is the solution. Mm -hmm. yeah. This this actually isn't a problem. This is something that just needs to happen. Or, you know, this actually change. is legally correct, yeah. you know, yeah. so you can either do X, Y, and Z or, you know, suck it up sometimes yeah. you just really need that impartial yeah. advice don't you yeah. I, have, yeah. I have had those situations where people have come to me and they've explained their concerns and, and what's happened to them in their in their workplace and I have had to go back to say well actually you know I understand your frustrations with what's happened and it may not be exactly how you mm. envisage um you know your, your role to be but the business has not done anything wrong here Although yeah. it may not be what you want, yeah. there's there's no wrongdoing, um, and and just try and give them advice of, of how to sort of um, come around to that situation yeah. and how they can see the positive side yeah. of what could be happening and so yeah. on. Yeah, you're almost Amazing. like business mediation as well, it, then, yeah. aren't you? You know, and yeah. um, effective communication because sometimes it does just take that you know, how are you going to move forward then now? And a bit CBT-based yeah. as well, isn't it? Yeah. Don't What's sit the, in problem? the problem? Yeah. What's the solution? Oh. Yeah, love that. I Absolutely know. love it. I know. So can you share three tips within your niche then that you know will support women in business who are watching this episode? Um, I would say um, with regards to an online community, it can be quite um, daunting really because I, I don't have skills in marketing and online content creation and... I look at other pages and I'm like, gosh, that's so good, you know, but I, I think you've got to try not to compare yourself to others um, and really understand the purpose of why you're doing it. So 
although it's an online community and you're really trying to to um, attract people through the online content, mm-hmm. really focus on the, the actual purpose and the message mm-hmm. rather than how it looks. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's something I've struggled with. I, I, I look at other pages that are yeah. almost doing something similar, not the same, but I, I, I look at other people and compare myself to them and say, oh, I'm not good enough or this yeah. is better. And I don't really think it should it should be like that. You know, yeah. you, 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 if you've got your purpose, you should just really run with it, run with it yeah. and push forward. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, that is really important. And I think, you know, showing up as your authentic self and not having, you know, to if, if you're not somebody who wears a lot of makeup on, on a daily basis, you know, actually showing you just walking down doing doing a piece is really impactful and powerful yeah. um, because people buy people, don't they? You know, and I wouldn't want people to think that they couldn't see me in Tesco in my tracksuit <laughs> bottoms, you know, and come up and say hi and stuff or you know, that I had to be polished and perfect at all times because that certainly isn't me. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm normally wild and <laughs> on a school run somewhere whipping a child with a reading <laughs> folder along, you know. Um, so, yeah, you've got to you've got to be authentic and your community that you're building will really relate to that and come yeah. on board with that journey as, as well, yeah. you know. I definitely try to show a bit of myself yeah. rather than just the HR aspect as well because... I, I think, as you say, you know, you've got to bring the people with you and build that trust mm-hmm. yeah. um, because it can be quite a big thing for somebody to divulge, you know, all their, their issues on, to mm. somebody online. So yeah. you really got to um, build the trust and make sure that people have got confidence mm. in, in, in you as a human being, not just a social media yeah. page, you know. Yeah. I think if you follow others or you're constantly looking left to right, you know, at what everybody else is doing and try and follow them, you get lost yeah. and then your purpose gets lost yeah. and then you become frustrated with your business and you can't see why it's not working, but it's not working because the image that you're putting out there or the things that you're doing, they belong to somebody else. You know, that's yeah. somebody else's personality or it's what they're good at. And yeah. I, yeah. I am a, such a believer in your business the model, the the marketing, that it will you create that. Yeah. Like you've got to create what that looks like in the time that you've got, and you know use the skills that you have or you haven't got, and be really honest and open with you know if you haven't yeah. got them. Um, people buy people like over yeah. and over, and you're building up that no like trust so much when you're coming on and you are you know um you're talking to your audience. You know people. People get that, you know, yeah. they get the school run. You will relate to so many mums, you know, whipping the children with reading books. Maybe not, but <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe forgetting the reading book. Yeah, maybe you know? forgetting the reading book. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. But, you know, it's it's about that being genuine because as soon as someone's bought into your product or service and then you change because you can't keep that up, like there's no way yeah. that you can keep that appearance up, yeah. then they go, oh, this isn't for me or this was because you've missold them on the whole package, which you, which, mm. you, which is you. I think you've got to definitely schedule the time as well. Um, mm. I, I've just had a, a baby. I've just come back from maternity leave. I've gone back to work full time and I thought, what a time to start something like mm-hmm. this, you know. I could have chose a better time, but as I say, I, I found the purpose and yeah. it has to be now. It, yeah. it has to be now. So yeah. 
I've, I've really got to make a conscious effort to, to schedule that time. Um, it's a juggling act. Um, yeah. I want to spend time with my, my little boy. I, I, I'm really passionate when I'm in work and I really love to put my career first in, in that mm-hmm. aspect as well. But I also want to do this and I, yeah. I need to schedule that time um, to make sure I'm, you know, giving my family enough time, but also yeah. pursuing my my ambitions and my yeah. dreams, essentially. I love that. Yeah. Oh, my dream is that everybody would make the perfect cup of tea. <laughs> Is that your dream and ambition in life? Is that why we started this podcast? Just to make people aware of how to make the perfect cup of tea. tea So in HR, obviously, if someone has a problem with you, I'm going to tell you a story now about, let's call her Sally. So we've got Sally (laughs) and Sally. We've got Sally and Sue who went into a school. Well, you have to just wait and see. Sally and Sue went into a school when they very first met and um, they were delivering a really, really great learning programme for children. Lots of play and it was brilliant. And they told me, both of them. And Sally was making a a cup of tea um, and Sue really didn't like the way Sally was making a cup of tea. So when Sally turned around, Sue was just giving her this really, you know, unforgivable look as if she was going to dive across the... Sue thought she knew the person. But she clearly didn't. So that was like a, a yeah, massive conflict in in nearly stopped everything, didn't it, for it Sally is. and Sue the moving forward? Was over. That was the friendship nearly over. Sue saw what it would as you a say in breaker. terms of making a cup of tea in a school setting or making a cup of tea in the work setting? If there was a disagreement, like what would that be? I, I would say, and this is how I make a cup of tea at home as well. So transferring those skills over to the work. To the workplace. I love a transferable skill. <laughs> All about transferable skill. I. Um, Put the tea bag in the cup. I like a really thin cup as well. I don't like to have big uh, cups. I don't know why, it's just a yeah. preference. Um, so put the tea bag in the cup, um, put the sugar in the cup, put the milk in the cup. Gosh. <laughs> and let the tea bag bathe in the milk. Yeah. Bathe, bathe <laughs> yeah. in the milk. Bathe in the milk. Wow. <laughs> and then I, then I would boil the kettle. While the tea bags having a little bath, a little bath, yeah. Um, pour the um, <laughs> the water in. <laughs> stir, <laughs> stir the tea, and you can see the colour change. Yeah. The milk's already in there, so you can um, take the tea bag out if you want quite a weak brew. If you want it to be stronger, just keep stirring. I feel like this doesn't need to go on anymore. <laughs> <laughs> for for an even uh, stronger brew. Um, Basically, put the tea bag underneath uh, the t- the teaspoon underneath the tea bag and almost lift it up and down what? like this. Wow! <laughs> You're like a tea expert, like you know, get your workout in there as well. <laughs> you know, switch arms, switch arms, <laughs> and then gently press the tea bag against the side of the cup, and there you have it. Take it out. Perfect brew. Lovely, Jess. Thanks so much for sharing that. You, you really look after your tea bag. <laughs> Like, you know, even just the language you were using, just like, just like, yeah, I can see it in my head. Like, Rachel needs to make a film about this tea bag. Just well, like, I've had a few incidences where the tea bags split and it's, it's a nightmare. Split. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I think lots of us have had the split tea bag yeah, scenario. Really no, I've never yeah. had the split tea bag scenario. Never. I think that's because I um, use Yorkshire tea. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. PG tips are also great. I never, never split. <laughs> a split tea bag. What do yeah. you do with that? Then just take oh, yeah. it out to start just again. Yeah, yeah. There's no yeah. other way yeah. around. I wonder why. I wonder if 
we can find out why. And I'm looking at you, like, why we could find out why a tea bag splits then. Maybe it just is the, the like, yeah. Mm. Oh, gosh. Maybe there's just, like, a not, like, sealed enough somewhere, like a little yeah. unsealed edge. I mean, you can't be perfect all bags. the time. I, yeah. don't, I don't, wouldn't even know whether it was a cheap tea bag. I have had top brand tea bag split. Mm. <laughs> But, but yeah, you're right. There's no coming back from that, is there? No. That's just, it has to go down the sink. It it's it's yeah. a distressing moment, yeah. I find. Not as distressing <laughs> as the way you make a cup of tea. For me, but I mean, but I love the way you make a cup of tea and I'm really, really, you know. And I think, yeah, but I still think I won this round because we've had five people yeah, today. Three, two. Three for me. Yeah. It's an absolute phase for you because all five last time with me. Yeah, because I wasn't here and you rigged the um, the results. You, you got people to sign a special disclosure before they came. Yeah. I love that. Well, you have been an amazing guest. Thank you so much for sharing your journey Thank with you. us, especially how you make the perfect cup of tea. Yeah, Thank thanks you. for that, Jess. Yay. <laughs>